What is something you opted out of that went horribly wrong for those that went through with it? A group of my friends were smoking synthetic marijuana at a party in the days where it was a new thing and hadn't made the news for the adverse effects it causes. I turned it down because I had college the next day and had to go home and rest up. I heard the next day that two of my buddies had ended up in hospital having suffered seizures and the third had suffered temporary heart problems. Not me, but my parents. They had planned a trip to Virginia Beach with a close friend of theirs. They were to take a small plane down, spend a few days, then fly back. My uncle DJed for a local radio station at the time and was given a few tickets to see the who. He offered his spares to my mom and dad, who accepted even though it was the same weekend as the planned beach trip. Their friend ended up going, but the flight back never made it. The pilot was advised not to depart, as there was severe weather along his flight path, but he went for it anyways. The plane crashed with no survivors. If it weren't for them deciding to go see the who, I wouldn't be here. I'm named after the friend that died, and was coincidentally born a year after the day they found out. Not me, but back in the early 80s my dad was diagnosed with leukemia. I don't have all details correct, but the gist of it is, him along with several other people with the same affliction were given the choice to undergo the traditional method of treatment involving bone marrow transplants and whatnot, or go through with some kind of newer, experimental version of chemotherapy. Out of the group of around 10 people, him and a catholic priest chose chemo, while the others chose the bone marrow transplants. My father and the priest were the only ones to survive. Not everyone who has a bone marrow transplant survives, but for those that do, the recovery can be complete. My dad had one in 2012, and he's doing great. At the time he had his transplant, survival rates were a little better than 50% at the 2 years post transplant mark. A few years ago, when I was just starting out at my first job out of high school, part time minutes, wage, the works, my friend came to me with a great idea he had for a living situation. A nearby 5 bedroom house with lots of space that would be great for parties, and it would be super affordable since rent would be split 6 ways. I opted out because I didn't have a car, and there were no buses in the area. My friend really wanted this house, so he kept asking around to any friends of friends that were looking to move. He thought he had gotten a pretty good group of people together, and he only didn't know 2 of the people, so it seemed okay at first. I went over there for parties every now and then, and every time I went there, I heard about something new going wrong. First, one of the guys living there was a quiet, solitary type, who wanted out as soon as he realized that he basically moved into a frat house with people he didn't know. The other roommate that was kind of outside of our friend group had a string of emergencies that prevented her from paying rent, which meant that everyone else they had to throw down even more to make ends meet. One of my friends, already starting to get into debt, moved back in with his parents and kept trying to get his money back from everyone else who was in the same situation and didn't have any money to give. After most of the people had left, my friend had to get more friends of friends to live there in order to get through the rest of the lease. There were a lot of people trashing the house on a regular basis, including people that lived there and didn't have jobs, but refused to do any cleaning. And the people who had jobs were working so much to pay for everything that the house just went to crap. Quite literally, they had a very misbehaved dog that chat in the house. After their second set of roommates ended up being total buttholes or having medical issues that forced them to move out, the year-long lease was finally up, 
and even after spending a week of solid cleaning and fixing things themselves, they still didn't get any of their security deposit back because parts of the house had gotten so jacked up. As I was helping my friends clean the house, they asked me, want to move in with us into a 4 bedroom house in the next town over? I said no politely, and, again, watched things get worse for them all over at their new house. I know how this goes, I was asked by some friends after freshman year of college if I wanted to be the fourth roommate in a house near campus and I said no. It quickly became a party house and god knows how much of their stuff was stolen broken over the course of a year. I was on a small elevator with about 15 other high schoolers, and several more were getting on. We were all headed to a baseball game. I decided I wanted no part of that crush of people and got off. The elevator ended up getting stuck between floors for over an hour and several kids threw up. Several kids threw up. How does this even happen? I left my friend's 18th birthday party where everyone was already smashed. At approximately 7pm. Came back around 10 and pulled into the alley right in front of the police. Everyone went to jail but me and a very intoxicated friend who was passed out behind a shed and the police didn't see him. Company I worked for, large multinational, relocated the division headquarters from where they had moved me 5 years before to a shithole city. They called it a lateral move, so there would be no pay increase. I took the severance package and negotiated 6 additional months of work to train my replacements. During the 6 months I also got to attend a major user conference on the company expense. Bonus. With 2 months left in my tenure, they announced they were dissolving the division and selling off the resources. Most of my co-workers were left unemployed in a new city with no connections or prospects. I, on the other hand, stopped working on my designated day, a Friday, and started working my next job for more money, the next Monday, with a nice fat severance check arriving 4 weeks later. On a road trip, everyone stopped at a Sonic and got burgers. I didn't get anything because I didn't want to be too gassy in the car. Everyone got terrible food poisoning, except me. The opposite happened to me a few months back. Everyone got Taco Bell, but I wasn't feeling tacos so I got some Subway instead. I was the only one with terrible food poisoning. It was the worst, because the only toilets available were porta potties. When I was much younger my brother and I carpooled with a friend and his mother to synagogue back when it was required we do so by our parents. One morning in January, both my brother and I woke up with pretty miserable cold so we were able to get out of going that day. Sick as we were, we were both equally ecstatic to be missing something we never enjoyed going to anyway and so instead we spent the morning playing Starcraft and Roller Coaster Tycoon. A few hours later my mother gets a phone call from the father of the friend we coupled with every Saturday. His mom, driving just him that day, had driven over a patch of black ice on a busy city road and nailed a tree head on. My friend escaped with minor bruises, but his mom was comatose for 3 months. That was a scary what could have been moment in my youth. The year of the huge tsunamis, was it 2004, my family was supposed to spend Christmas vacation in Thailand visiting my exchange sister and her family there, we couldn't go in the end because of my dad's work schedule, but the resort we would have been staying at had one of the highest dead and injured counts in the country. A couple of friends from college wanted to go camping one weekend. It sounded fun, so I asked my folks if I could borrow a tent and some supplies as we were big campers when I was young and my friend didn't have a tent. 
It gets closer to the time, and the situation changes to a hike before camping and doing it late in the evening after work to a campground that none of us had ever been to. I knew that the forest gets dark at least an hour earlier than open sky, because of all the trees. I ended up deciding not to go as it just didn't sound like a good idea to me. Come to find out later, they went anyways, and my friend's dog who has a problem stomach got sick and had diarrhea in the tent that night. That would have been my tent. Totally expected some ghost story crap to go down in this one, but nope, a crapping dog, even better. My dad was in Vietnam. He had to give up his long-awaited leave to go back to base camp to see a dentist. The rest of his unit got to go to a beach town. My dad was an avid surfer and was really looking forward to it. The whole unit was called to a battle during leave and every single member died. My dad was at the dentist, so he lived. When I was a teenager, we went to the memorial in DC and found all the names of his unit. TL. DRI exist because of a crappy tooth. An ancestor of mine opted out of going on the Titanic. Thank you ancestor for not dying before producing offspring that would someday led to me. Similarly, my great great grandfather, I think, was supposed to be on the Titanic, but he was late and missed it. He got hit by a car on the way home and died anyway, though. When my son did his final year of school, there was an end of school lunch party for all the mothers. It was at the home of the school captain and is something of a tradition. My wife was intending to go, but at the last minute decided that she had too much work and stayed at home. There would have been around 70 women at the party. About a third of them were standing on the front veranda when it collapsed, sending everyone on it to the ground. Because of the way it collapsed, everyone at the back plus all the tables, chairs, bottles, glasses etc. fell on top of the women at the front. One woman died and many of the others sustained very serious back and leg injuries. Those most hurt were my wife's friends and she would have been amongst that group if she had attended. Not me but my dad. He grew up in a rougher area of town. Basically his childhood reads like an S.E. Hinton book. Well him and his best friend are at a party and my dad decides to leave to hang out with this girl. Never sees his best friend again. All winter his friend is missing and assumed a runaway until spring comes and they find his body in a stack of tires in a storage yard. Apparently my dad and his friend had pee these two dudes off. Coincidentally, the two suspects die within a year of the body being discovered. One by a house fire and the other carbon monoxide poisoning. Karma is a bee. Karma is a bee, or your dad is a badass. In Boy Scouts, I was supposed to be the acting senior patrol leader for the week-long summer camp. I was going for my eagle at the time, and this trip was meant to prove my leadership skills, beyond my project. I got pneumonia a couple weeks before the trip and had to pull out. On that trip, there were two very serious incidents that I would not have been able to prevent that would have been blamed on me. First, one of the scouts threw an aerosol can into the fire. No one there was brave enough to fish it out with a stick, so they all ran and hid. It turns out that the scoutmaster was driving into camp about that time. He pulled up to the campsite, stepped out of his jeep, and as he walked over to the fire, the can exploded. A few days after that, a couple scouts, both older than me, decided to use a spare tent to practice knife throwing. They completely ruined a big canvas tent. It's the only time that coughing so hard that it makes me vomit has ever felt like dodging a bullet. Holy crap. I remember we had to institute strict no aerosols rules because of stupid scouts. 
fatal drunk driving accident. When I was in high school we were dumbasses. One night myself, my friend, and a couple of acquaintances were getting hammered then decided to go to a party and drink more. Once there one of the guys tries talking us into going to this chick's house because she is there with her hot friends and no guys were there. The dude had just received his license a month before and was a terrible sober driver, he was so drunk he could barely stand. And I probably would have gone with them anyway because I was an idiot but I was busy trying to bang this girl at the party and we had just got there so I didn't want to leave. They ended up driving at high speed down a side street, hit a patch of black ice, and smashed into a tree. Two dead, the only survivor was the driver his back was .24. He is now severely mentally handicapped. A fate worse than death. Almost deserves it. When I was around 13 or 14 I used to walk a couple of dogs around my village on the afternoons. There was a cycle path to a neighboring village that I often took as it ended in a park. But on this one specific day, the dogs refused to go past the bridge halfway down. When I was younger my father warned me not to stand underneath this bridge as a car had crashed through the barrier in the past of all the weird stuff he could warn me about, but hey. And I therefore wanted to get out of the crash zone as it were. Instead of fighting with the dogs I turned round and went the other way. A man shot himself just around the corner from the bridge around the time we were there. During my freshman year of college, a kid who lived on my floor told me that he had the hookup to a friend of his who was making fake IDs. It was the early 90s, and at that point the Delaware license was relatively easy to fake, using a large, life-size mock-up with stenciled letters and a cutout for someone to stand behind. A picture would be taken, cropped and laminated, all for $50. I came to his dorm room with money in hand along with a group of about 10 others. Everyone else seemed to be in a hurry, finishing up their stencils in one adjacent dorm room and going to the next one to get photographed. I hesitated, not sure of whether or not I should use my real name on this fake license or use a fake one. Two other slackers stayed in that other dorm room with me as we prepared our stencils. Then we heard voices outside, banging on the door. A lot of hushed oh crap oh crap oh crap turns out the police were called on the fake ID sting. We went silent and cowered on the floor for the next 30 minutes, not answering when the police knocked. When the coast was clear, we hid our stencils in the closet of the dorm room and left one at a time. The two who were running the ring were arrested. Everyone else was disciplined by resident life of the university. I got away scot-free. And, I got to keep my $50. TL. DR. Went to get a fake ID. Didn't get caught because I was a dork who couldn't make decisions. One day I was supposed to take a trip with some friends of mine. That morning I ended up getting really sick and had to stay home. They ended up being robbed of every penny they had while at a gas station in a city they had never been to about a hundred miles out of town. One of our family friends was booked to give a talk on the top floor of one of World Trade Center towers on the 11th of September, 2001. He got a call a week before telling him they didn't need him anymore, but that he was still invited. After some deliberation, he decided screw them. I'm not going. Similar story. My aunt was supposed to be at a meeting in the Pentagon on 9-11 but had to go to a doctor's appointment instead. She got diagnosed with ovarian cancer that day but beat it. If she would have gone to that meeting she wouldn't be alive today. I'm very late to this party, but I have a story. In my senior year of high school I had finally worked up the courage to ask out my crush. Amazingly, he accepted and I was thrilled. 
Two days later was a Saturday, and we both had all day band practice. The night before, my father asked if I wanted to skip practice and go diving with him and my brother, it was their first dive ever after being certified two years prior. I opted out because I wanted to spend time with my new boyfriend. My father drowned that Saturday, and my brother almost did as well. I'll never know if not opting out would have killed me or saved his life. Last year was my first year as a Northeastern student. The Boston Marathon was going on about a mile away and my friend messaged me asking if I was still planning on going to see the finish line with them because it was Patriots Day and we had no class. Fortunately, I was a lazy frick and decided I'd rather take a nap than follow through on my plans with friends. Turns out my friends ended up not going when I decided not to meet up with them. I woke up to the sound of dozens of emergency vehicle sirens driving past. This didn't happen to me, but to a lady I met. She lived in Seattle in the 70s, when she was a teenager, at a local lake. She met this good looking, smart and super charming guy. They talked for a while, and he asked her if she would have dinner with him that night. She eagerly said yes, but when the guy showed up at her house, her father took one look at him and locked the door forbidding his daughter from going out with him. She was mortified and furious. She remained resentful until a few months later, when she opened the newspaper and saw the charming guy's smiling face on the front page. It was Ted Bundy. I live in Aurora, CO and I was planning on going to the showing of the Dark Knight. Not that I opted out, but my car battery died that night and I couldn't drive there. I thank my lucky stars that I was not involved and I'm terrified that I could have possibly died. I can imagine your frustration changing into thankfulness. I didn't so much opt out, as I was sick. Anyway one day in third grade I stayed homesick. Evidently my whole class acted up that day, they were probably rude to a substitute teacher or something and had to sit out at recess the next two days. I returned to school the first of those recess less days and my teacher informed me that since I was absent I would be exempt from the punishment. For two days my entire third grade class had to watch me play alone at recess while they just sat there. That actually sounds kind of crappy for you. Reading this thread makes me never want to leave my house again. Volunteered for deployment with a couple of friends to do border security in Afghanistan while in the army. I found out two days later I was to be a father, friends talked me out of it and I withdrew. Paperwork didn't go higher up the chain yet, I'm still here. They both were killed. One I looked up to like a big brother and mentor. His was horrendously violent. Unfortunately a UK reporter caught it on camera from the vehicle behind my friends. Sorry to hear that bud opted out of cooking a communal curry while camping, brought noodles for myself, everyone called me noodle boy, but then someone accidentally dropped hexamine fuel tablets in the communal curry, insta spoil, luckily we were in a campsite near a town, rather than wilderness, they were able to pick up new supplies, what did they come back with, noodles, ha, ha, I thought that this was going to be a persona 4 story for a second, not me but my father, who was a cop in the 70s was just issued a bulletproof vest and to wash these things. He was a cop in Miami. You had to basically shower with them on and let them air dry. One day he decides he doesn't want to wear the vest as it's hot as balls. He begins his route to the station and has a feeling that he should wear his vest. Turns around and goes home. When putting on the vest, he hears a call come through about a minute from where he was when he turned around. He begins to respond. 
Two other police officers responded before him, but were DOA without their vests on. Dad would have responded first if he didn't go back for his vest. I used to chat up the bike patrol cops when I bartended in downtown Nashville, and there was one cop that had his vest on even in the dead heat of a Nashville summer. His motto was better hot than shot. When I was a kid my family was supposed to take a bus trip to visit my aunt. My dad had a bad feeling the morning we were supposed to leave so we cancelled the trip. The bus was on a bridge that got hit by a ship and it went off into the water. I don't remember how many people died, but thank goodness my dad listened to his instinct. Well that scene sounds like something straight out of a movie. I didn't opt out in this story, I was told by my section sergeant I wasn't going. But it's in the same vein so I will share this story. Back in the summer of 2010 I was in Afghanistan during the surge there. One day one of our patrols had found a bunch of IEDs in a village, so they called for EOD to be escorted out to them. Half of my section was mounted and had trucks, so they drove to the base the EOD guys were at and brought them to the outpost I was staying at. At our base they dismounted from the trucks, where my platoon was then walk with the EOD guys out to the IED location. I was going to be walking out there with them. We were all ready to go, standing by the gate, gear on and weapons and equipment ready, when my section sergeant came up to me and said that he was going in place of my squad leader, and my buddy was going in place of me. This was because he wanted to get some experience on dismounted missions. On the walk to the IED site my friend stepped on another IED and lost his leg just below his hip. He no longer speaks to me, and has told mutual friends that he blames me for the incident. To clarify some terms in advance, IED equals improvised explosive device, EOD equals explosive ordnance disposal, and to any fellow soldiers reading this who are confused about my wording, I was in a 60mm motor section, hence having a squad leader and section sergeant. That sucks, since it really wasn't your fault, as others have mentioned. Perhaps he just wanted a scapegoat, since going through that kind of trauma can really mess with your emotions, and make people want to blame something or someone. I hope your mutual friends don't necessarily agree, and that your friend will come around one day. My brother was at the finish line of the Boston Marathon this past year. He left because he was hungry and met my cousin for some tacos. The bombs went off about 20 minutes after. I went to visit my ex's mother one evening. Her mom had been displaced and just recently moved into a new apartment. She was without employment and or support from a significant other and had been surviving off a benefits check from her late husband. She had many children, most of which close to my age, and all of them were involved with drugs or crime to some degree, the only exception being the daughter I was dating at the time. Anyway, this one evening, her youngest daughter and several of her sons were visiting as well. There was also a man there among them whom I had never met before. We'll just call him John. So, we're all standing around and conversing and John chimes in at some point and asks me if I want to make some money. Instantly taken aback, albeit curious I heard him out. His offer was that he pay me $300 to pick up a designated U-Haul vehicle and drive it to a specific location to help him move some things. I asked if there were drugs involved or anything legal and he informed me this was not the case and that it was mostly furniture. I told him I would talk it over with my girlfriend and let him know. 
Some time passed and he asked me again if I was interested so I spoke in private with my GF about it. We came to the conclusion that sure, we could use some extra cash but that it was also incredibly shady. I mean why would he want me to put a U-Haul in my name, pay for it, and then pay me to drive it? I didn't have to touch any kind of freight, just a pickup and drop off. I passed on the offer. A couple days later we found out what it was actually for. See, her youngest daughter had been dating an older gentleman whom was a business owner. This man had basically been a sugar daddy to her and had been buying her things and giving her cash to be his companion. Her boyfriend found out and got more than a little pee. I guess after some conversation, her, her boyfriend and a few other guys decided to get some revenge on the older man. They were under the belief that he held a large amount of cash and marijuana at his residence and decided to rob him. Apparently the truck was to be intended for stealing large sums of his property, televisions, other electronics, furniture, etc. Things went south though. The daughter, boyfriend, and two friends of the boyfriend ended up killing the man by brutally beating him with a baseball bat and then shooting him in the chest several times. Her mother then received a phone call from the boyfriend telling her to pick up her daughter and get her out of harm's way, or to just vacate the crime scene. This is where things a little foggy. In the end, all people involved and all the people that knew about it were charged and convicted of murder and or manslaughter. I would have been sitting in jail with them had I chosen to take the $300 drive. Holy fuck. That it's some really serious crap. I can't imagine how odd you'd feel after. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. Bye for now.